0: Thank you. Good evening. Praise the Lord, everyone. It is good to be in the house of the Lord. We're going to go to the Lord in prayer before we begin the service this evening. If we could stand to our feet. Amen. I'm so excited for what God is doing in our church, what transpired this morning. I like the place that we are going to as a church. If we could stand this evening to pray. Amen. There's a lot of needs going on. Amen. In the church. And we know that the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous individual availeth much. And we believe in a God that can do all things. Can we close our eyes and lift our hands and just go to the Lord in prayer? And I'm excited for what is going to transpire this evening. Lord God of Jacob, you are good and you are kind. There is none that is like thee, Jesus. We thank you, God, for this transition that we are in as a church, the place that you are taking us. God, you are reminding us of the old paths, God, the vintage. And God, you are a never-changing God. And you are our reassurance and our foundation, God, we lift up Sister Dorinda right now. I am believing for a complete healing in the name of Jesus. God, you are a healer. You are our Jehovah Rofa. Touch her in her body right now. We pray for Sister Phillips as she is. God, dealing with pain, God, I pray right now in the name of Jesus that that pain alleviates, oh God, that that pain subsides, God, and we know that you, God, are the great and wise physician. Touch her right now in her body. Lord, we lift up Jaden. God, I am thankful, God, that there was nothing serious, and God, that he is home, and God, whatever he is going through, I pray, God, that you touch him in his body and heal him completely in the name of Jesus. God, we thank you for your abundant mercies and your blessings and your healings. And God, we celebrate God right now, Lord, all that you can do. Lord, we lift up Sister Sandra and her family in this time of loss. God, you are our Jehovah Shalom. You are the Lord that is our peace. I pray, oh God, that you just begin to cover them in comfort. God, you help them, oh Lord, through this very, very difficult time. God, you never leave us nor forsake us. God, you are the one that takes our burden. And God, you have promised us rest. And God, we are reassured in your word. God, being covered in the feathers of that compassion and placed in your hiding place. God, I pray for the service tonight. God, this morning was this morning and tonight is tonight, God. And Lord, Lord, tonight is something special. God something is something that you have created for us and God we want nothing more than to obtain it in Jesus name. Can we give the Lord a hand clap of praise? Amen. Our ensemble can make their way to the platform. Amen. Before we get started, we are going to cover just a few things. If you you could be seated and then we are going to get started with the service. Tonight is something very special. It is an annual event on the Jewish calendar. It is what they call Rosh Hashanah. Amen. This is the true New Year. This is our spiritual heritage, right? It's our Jewish heritage. And what it is is that it is the Jewish New Year. The Jewish calendar does not follow the solar calendar like we do. They follow the lunar calendar. And it is to celebrate the birthday of the world They correspond Rosh Hashanah with the creation of the world. Churches throughout our country focus so much on watch night service. And they say that January 1st is a new year, but that actually comes from the Julian calendar, as in Julius Caesar. The calendar that we follow today is a solar calendar based off a Roman design. But I want to follow what was established in the biblical sense. And so Rosh Hashanah, Rosh is head. Shana is year. It means the head of the year. A new year where things are made new. It's a freshness that happens. They take apple and they dip it in the honey to represent to a sweet new year. The sweetness of things being made new. And the Day of Atonement is just ten days away. Amen. So we are celebrating the true New Year. Amen. And so this is truly a watch night service. Because we're not following just a Roman calendar of January 1st. I want to follow a biblical calendar. Not only that, it corresponds with the Feast of Trumpets or the Feast of Shofars. So, Brother Scotty, do you know a Tokia player? Oh, there you are. On a Rosh Hashanah uh, service in Jewish synagogues throughout the world, they corresponded with the beginning of what they call the High Holy Holidays. Starts with Rosh Hashanah, the Jewish New Year, and ends with Yom Kippur, which is the Day of Atonement, which goes back to the Old Testament. And so it is a beginning of preparing themselves to be forgiven of their sins following the Old Testament. But that Feast of Trumpets, which corresponds to the Mosaic Law, if they go through the entire service, there is a hundred notes that are blown with the shofar. Brother Scotty said, wow, I really got to strengthen my lungs. I said, we're not doing all 100, 100 notes tonight. But we have discussed the importance of the sounds of the shofar. So that first sound is the tokiyah, And stated it is, we are on the mountaintop with God. All is well. And then we have shofarim, which is the three blasts. As we discussed, it is to remind the children of Israel and his people that there are times that we fall into sorrow... And it corresponds and represents a sadness and a wailing. And then we have Torah. Which are nine blasts. Which is the depth of, Greece, of grief. But it ends with Tokia Gadol, the great blast. And corresponds with the new year that things are made new. That when we are in pain and sorrow with God, it's a cycle. We may be top, we may fall down, but He will bring us back out. Amen. And so, tonight we say, Shana Tova, which in Hebrew means, to a good new year. And so, tonight, my son Titus felt led just to sing a, a child's song of Rosh Hashanah, the new year. Amen. So... Brother Titus, it's the first time I've said that. Uh, amen. He needs a microphone. You get the mic, son. Well, my mic. Pastor's is the mic. Dip
1: your apple in honey. It's Rosh Hashanah. i no.
0: Outstanding, Titus. So, Shana Tova to my brothers and sisters at New Life to a good New Year. Amen. At this time, we're going to ask Brother Hillman just to come give some announcements. We're going to take an offering, and we're going to get this service started this
2: evening. Amen. Praise the Lord, everyone. Amen. We can do better than that. Praise the Lord. Amen. See, he's worthy. I know some of us had a long day, and you might be tired and worried in your body, but um, God can give us enough strength where we can come into this place and worship him. So, praise the Lord! All right, amen, because he's worthy of all our praise. Can you say amen? Amen. Amen. Uh, This Tuesday, 27th, of course, we have our veterans outreach, those that's veterans, please try to attend that. We greatly appreciate it. And that be uh, September 27th in between 6 o'clock and 8 o'clock. We plan on have a good time of fellowship so please come if you're able to make it. Amen. And then of course uh, on uh, that concludes what we have going on in the month of September and the first part of October on the 6th of October we have having our conference we having a service on the 6th at 7 p.m. and then the next day which is the 7th is going to be a time of fellowship at 11 30 and then we have also service at 6 p.m. also on the 7th and the next day those is involved with that we have a ministerial meeting and that be will be conducted at 11 30 amen praise the lord Hallelujah. So this time we would like Amen. Anyone have any other announcements pertaining to this month or the first part of October? Pertaining to this month or the first part of October? So, so, so the the one that, so the one that get the most money, they don't want to get the pie in the face, or the one that get the less money. Uh-huh. So you want a pie in your face? He don't want no, he don't want no pie in his face. He said. <laughs> All right. All right. Yeah, I think I might support um, Sister Christina.
3: What I like to see is they raise equal amount and both get pies in the face. That's even better. Amen. So, when we get down to it, I want to (laughs) know before it's closed so I can give whatever it takes for them to get coconut cream pies in the face.
2: Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I was trying to take care of my pastor so he can take the, care of me. The but I guess both of them are going to get the pie. So, well, I guess I'll donate to the pastor then. that's the case. Amen. Praise the Lord. This time we would like to receive an offering. Amen. This opportunity you can pay your tithes and your shackle offering. And like I said before, anything that you have you want to put in the offering plate, it will be acceptable. It's not how much you give, but you give it from your heart. So whatever change you have, whatever you have, you want to give it to the Lord, God will bless you, whatever you put in. Amen. Praise the Lord.
0: Amen. We're going to worship the Lord. We're going to praise our God. of praise tonight. Amen. Our God is good and kind and He cares for us. Let's continue to sing on to the Lord.
4: a shepherd boy without a shield without a sword was fed up with the giant's voice screaming curses to the Lord I walked down that hill alone with a pocket full of river stones but what that Philistine couldn't see What I had was more than me See, on my own I'm weak But my God fights for me I was serving to the king Interpreting his crazy dreams I won't worship mortal men So they threw me in the lion's den Fish's teeth were all I saw Till something came and shut their jaws You couldn't find a scratch on me In fact, that night I, I fell asleep But when morning came and shocked them all Cause my God Fights for me and can't get out or are you staring down a lion's mouth well can you stand before the lord or do you need to hit the floor it don't matter what you've done cause the battle has already won so lift your voice with me and sing my god bye.
1: Oh, yes he does He's my shield
3: In the name of the Lord God you can be seated someone bring my hand plow down I would appreciate it. We're going to continue with this thing called prayer. I'm believing the PowerPoint. remember how I told you Jaden to minimize easy worship click on the PowerPoint there you go. good all right. like it when things work. Amen. I don't know who it was that put this on my my desk uh, after church, but I sure like it. It's a it's a it's a pointer. The problem is, it doesn't work on the screen. Isn't that something? That's hard to believe that it wouldn't work on the screen. Works on the wall. Oh well, we'll just point it. What's the matter? Well, oh, I can. I'm a little short. I'm not, I'm not John Brown up here. Pastor John Brown. Amen. I'm going to be, I want to get right into this, this thing called prayer, because that's going to make the difference in your life and your relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. I'm going to be reading over in the book of Luke chapter number 11, verse number 9. Amen. We had a wonderful service this morning. May the Lord increase my strength level tonight. Amen. Luke 11, verse 9. Very familiar passage of Scripture. Nothing really new, nothing you haven't heard before. And I say unto you, ask, and it shall be given. Seek, and you shall find. And knock, and it shall be opened unto you. You may be seated. I'm going to read down to verse number 13 before I come down. I want us to look at this particular passage. And to me, this is a prayer that is active. Asking something, believe me, if you've got grandkids or kids, you know when they ask one time, get ready. It doesn't matter what you tell them. It doesn't matter in just a moment. We'll get it tomorrow. We'll do it next week. It doesn't matter. Anybody can ad- They're going to ask it again and again, and again, and again. And this is what this is talking about. Ask, and you shall receive. Seek. Now, if you're like me and you're going to look for something, very seldom do I find it in the first place I look. Now, some of you may be more organized than me, and I really want to be. I've got certain things somewhere, but when I'm working and I'm tired, I say, you know, I'll put that back tomorrow. Tomorrow, and then tomorrow, and tomorrow, and then I'm looking for it. Forgot where I put it. Seek and you shall find. Knock and it shall be open. And the Bible goes on to say here in verse number 10, For everyone that asketh receiveth, and he that seeketh findeth. And to him that knocketh it shall be open. If a son shall ask bread of any of you that is a father, will he give him a stone? Or if he ask a fish, will he for a fish give him a serpent? Or if he ask an egg, Will he offer him a scorpion? If ye then, being evil, know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to them that ask him? Amen. Praise the name of the Lord God. Now, I've been in Texas a long time. I'm really Texanized, really. I really like Texas. I really do. When we travel and we get ready to come home and we hit the Texas border, Whoo, it just feels so good. You may not be that way, but I'm that way. Texas is really close to heaven, but I still want heaven over Texas. Now, you may live another place or you come from another place that, that the way you feel about it, you're in Texas now. And the and the hill country is a nice place. Where am I going with this? I'm going to share a personal story with you before I get into this. I've been here a long time, and I have seen lots of scorpions, lots of scorpions, you know, the little ones, the brown ones. You know, I've been stung by them once or twice and so forth, but my daughter in her home just a few days ago found a scorpion that I have never seen in my life. Thank God it was dead. It was at least four inches long, and It looked mean, looked mean. So I don't know what's happening with the world and all the migration of certain things. People are bringing things in all the time. We better be prayed up. We may not be used to certain things in Texas, but you never know what you're going to see come in your home, be on the front porch, even climb in your automobile, and you say, how in the world did it get here? We better be prayed up so this thing called prayer is the key to being ready to go any time, moment, day or night that God says come home. You never know the day nor the hour he's coming. Neither do you know the day nor the hour you're leaving. Pray while you can. Ask while you can. Seek while you can and knock while you have the strength to do so. And so what do I want to start tonight? We need to get the wheels going. It seems like things are improving. Thank you. We seem to be wrapping up our prayer. I know many of you are tired. Believe me, I am really exhausted. But there's something about God when you get into his presence and you begin to put forth the effort. It seems like you get recharged and refueled and you're ready to go. And so let's get the wheels turning. Now there are several levels of prayer. And we're going to cover a few of them tonight, not all of them, but I'm going to give you all of them this evening. One, and the first one that many of us sometimes get to, is a lack of prayer. There's no prayer at all. There's there's a, well, I should have prayed. I'll do it tomorrow. But tomorrow never comes, and you never get to pray. Then there's just the need praying, the asking only when there's a need, there's a want, there's a desire, and that's the only time you pray is when there's a need in your life. And then there's a renewal praying, when you're seeking God to touch your life and renew you. And then there's finding prayer, finding prayer. When you're knocking on things, you're bombarding heaven, you won't take no for an answer. It's a righteous prayer. It's a biblical prayer, and all of a sudden things just fall into place. Then there is warfare praying. You're knocking, you're knocking, you're knocking, you're knocking. Victory praying when things are open and things have really turned to your favor. Victory prayer. And then I think the most important lacking prayer we have is intercession prayer. Praying for someone else. We don't do near enough of that kind of praying. I think there's plenty of lack of prayer, whole bunch of knee praying, not too much seeking, not too much finding, and very, very little. Listen to me. This is trying to somehow encourage you to get going in warfare, because we're in a war. We're in a war, and whether you take the battle to him or not, you're in a battle. And if you don't take it to him, he's going to bring it to you. And you're not going to be ready because you haven't been praying in all these levels except the first one. We don't want to get there. Just cross that off. You're not going to be there. Fasting tomorrow. Praying Friday at 7 o'clock. Warfare prayer is important that all of us are soldiers. There's not a one of us here that are not a soldier if we've been born again. And we need to fight the good fight of faith. We need to understand the weapons of our Warfare are not carnal. We need to understand the devices of our enemy, his lies, his deception. And we need to be praying, fervently praying. Now, I know many of you have never been in a fight, but some of you have been in a shouting match. Oh, you get a nerve over here. You may not actually been in a physical fight, but... Almost every one of us at one time or another in our life, we've been in a shouting match. Even if you're a child, you get in a shouting match. And we think that whoever shouts the liars is going to win. So they raise their voice, we raise our voice. They raise our voice, we raise our voice. We turn red in the face, they turn red in the face. Why is it we can get in a shouting match with flesh and blood? But we don't get fervent and raise our voice in warfare against the adversary of our soul, who we have authority over, who we've already beaten. God's already told us, He is no match for you. In fact, I'm not really saying just shout at Him, I'm taking it a different level when I'm warfaring, praying, and just telling Him, You're beaten, you've lost. You have no authority over me. You're behind me. You're under my feet. I'm walking on you. In other words, when you are warfare praying, you pray knowing the battle's already won. But you still got to pray that. You still got to pray that. Why? For your family, your life, and the lives of the community, our country. Do you understand that our country is in deep trouble? It is in deep trouble. I don't want to get too involved in this. Because really and truly, if they come, they come. But it seems like if you're a conservative and you're speaking out, get ready. The FBI is coming to your house. It's sad. It's sad. Just recently, a man that is pro-life, that spends hours trying to voice his opinions, at home with his five children, the FBI came in with guns and arrested him. It's coming. It's here. We better get to pray. We've got to get the wheels turning. We've got to pray. You say it won't happen to you. Please, you better not say that. Don't you understand they're listening to everything you text Everything you Facebook, everything you email, they've got it. They know what you're doing. You cannot hide from them. Unless you just get off of that. And then they got listening devices in the satellites. I have never in my life been in a place where because you speak your own opinions whatever they may be that you can get arrested for that Wow what's going to happen next to pastors and churches that preach against certain things that the government is trying to promote I mean the Bible is plain about some things whereas, Alternate lifestyles. It's plain. It's an abomination. That's what the Bible says. Amen. God is pro-life. God is conservative. However, God will let you have your own opinions without arresting you. So when I say these things, I'm not trying to get other people to change to my views. I just want my God-given right to be able to voice what I believe the Bible says without fear of being harassed or arrested. We've got to get to praying. We do. We've got to get to praying. And praying is work. We're going to cover a few, just the lack of prayer and a few others tonight. There's really no explanation needed. There's no prayer life. There's just no prayer life. None whatsoever. Do you know that the first, the disciples were not praying men? They were not praying men, they were fishermen. They didn't pray. Never did you find them praying. And then Jesus began to call them. And as they began to follow for three and a half years, we find that they still had trouble praying. Jesus didn't. But they did. The spirit was willing, but the flesh was weak. Even when he needed them the most to pray, they were sleeping. Nowhere do I even say they started praying. Help me out, someone. Do you read where they even started praying? They went to sleep. Their spirit was willing. They wanted to be close to Jesus. But when it came to praying, getting the wheels turning, they went to sleep. It's something about prayer, if you're not careful, will put you to sleep. You don't need melatonin. Just say, just say, I think I'm going to pray right now, and all of a sudden you'll be yawning and you'll be tired and you'll start out and you say, you know what, Lord, I'm just really had a hard day. I'm just going to. And the worst thing in the world. Is to wake up and lay in bed and say, I'm just gonna pray right here. Forget it. Forget it. A few words, you're gone. So get out of that bed, find you a place where you cannot get sleepy, and begin to pray. If the church of the living God does not start praying, there's no telling how bad it's gonna get in America. Prayer, do you understand, for us not to enter into temptation, prayer is the key to that. If you're not praying, you're going to enter into all kind of stuff. But if you're praying, if you're seeking God, if you're knocking, if you're calling out, God, help me, help me, God, from those sins, those presumptuous sins, and God, help me, O Lord God, to resist temptation, God will help you. Prayer is the key to receiving. Do I have James 4 and 2? You may not be able to bring it up. Don't bring it up. I don't want the PowerPoint messed up. I don't want somebody get their Bible out, James 4 and 2. Basically, it says you have not because you ask not or you ask amiss, consuming upon your own lust, if I'm not mistaken. And so you have nothing because you've been asking nothing. God doesn't just say, okay, ask, and all of a sudden, boom, I'm going to give it to you. He wants that effectual fervent prayer. He wants that particular request not to be something that is basically consuming upon your own lust. The church of the living God as a whole, as a whole, we no longer have that fervent prayer life. And that is going to change here. I really believe that. Things will happen, things will begin to take place in the world. And it will cause you to hit your knees and begin to cry out to God, why not do it now? Why not do it now? There's no telling this week what will happen in America to God-fearing people. No telling. And I know many of you may not believe what I'm telling you. Read the news. It's there. Now, you're not going to find it on some news because they're not going to report that. So find the news that we're reporting the truth. Amen. Charles, I need a little bit more volume, please. Need praying. We've all been there. We've all been there when we've asked something just out of need. Can I say it this way? Just because you wanted it. You really didn't need it. So I should have said wanting prayer. You just want it. This type of prayer is prayer made when there's only a need. But, come on now, stay with me. It's better than lack of prayer. Because at least there's prayer. Even if it's not effective, at least there's prayer. And you might get into a mode of the other levels by continuing that kind of prayer. So regardless of what level it is, keep praying. I, can't, I cannot stress this more. I cannot Bear my heart more. You got to pray. You got to pray without ceasing. You got to pray throughout the day. You got to meditate on the Lord. Your mind's got to stay on Him. And the only way that's going to happen is praying in your spirit, praying out loud. I'm telling you, prayer is the answer. It is the answer to the type of life that human beings are really looking for. It is communication with God. Let me give you a good uh, analogy here. Let me let me put somebody on the spot. Who has their cell phone really close by? You're afraid to tell me you do, don't you? Yeah. Okay, Sister Wendy, that was really brave of you. Let me let me can I hold it? You don't mind if I hold it, do you? You know, I mean, you know, some folks are pretty partial to these phones. You know what I'm saying? You know, okay, now I'm going someplace. To us, to us, this is our prayer. Uh huh. Everywhere you go. Okay. Honey, can you call me? I I misplaced my prayer. I'm just being downright honest with you. That has replaced prayer. You're going down the road. You're 10 miles from home. It won't matter forgot my prayer, you'll turn around, and you'll come back and look for this. You, you will ask even God, God, where's my phone? That's a need prayer. And then you'll get into seeking. Anybody with me? Then you'll get to knocking, move things around. Then you'll get to blaming. That's not prayer. But to blame. Did you move my phone somewhere? Right? Then you find it. Then you get back in your vehicle and you tell your boss, I'm sorry, I was late, but I had to go back home, forgot my prayer. I promise you, how many of you would turn back around after 10 miles because you really forgot to pray this morning? We got to get the wheels turning. How many of you, how many of you would say, Dear, Call me so I can pray. Oh, it's getting really quiet, isn't it? This thing called prayer, if you don't have it, no wonder there's no power. Got to have prayer. You've got to have prayer. You've got to have prayer. Prayer is more important than your next breath. And so, even if I'm praying with a need type pray, can I go back to the secular prayer? I need something. What do I do? I don't go to the store anymore. I'm surprised to see anybody in Walmart any longer. Really? I'm surprised to see anybody in there. Because what do we do? We pray it to be delivered. This is a real good analogy here because that's what we, oh, God, I've got to have that. I'm going to do a search and see if I can find it and find the best. Boy, you are seeking and you are knocking and you do those searches. And then if you don't have the right connection, you get a little frustrated. Why are we doing that with the Lord? I believe he said he knows what we have need of before we ask, but ask anyhow. It doesn't matter about the weather. It doesn't matter where you're at. It doesn't matter if you're in a dead zone. It doesn't matter if you go under a bridge. It doesn't matter if you're in a tunnel. It doesn't matter if you're in an airplane. It doesn't really matter. You can stay connected at all times. And if there's things that you need, I'm talking really need like peace in the midst of a storm. I'm talking about a healing of your body. I'm talking about things that you really need. He already knows what you have need of. But he says to ask. Peter found the need for prayer. He found the need for prayer once he denied the Lord, and the Lord left and looked at him. He went out and wept bitterly. He found the need then to pray. And because he did, he got the keys. Where's your keys at? Where's your keys at? Don't let it be that. I know we have them, and I know our life is built around it, unfortunately. Unfortunately, it is. I can remember as a child, as a kid, a teenager, cell phones. I was still on a party line. Anybody know what a party line is? That's what I was on, a party line. You know, you had to be sure the line was... Before you made the call, maybe we should be sure the line is clear before we start asking God anything, get things in our life right, clear up the interference, the static. I don't know why I'm on this. I have one. I realize I I have one, and and y'all have one. Most of you do, and it's amazing to this that you can call and have something important and everything, and you know as soon as that happens... They can't hear you or you can't hear them and say, well, call me back. I'm glad with God. If I've got things right with me and him, it's always clear. It's always clear. Need praying. Need praying. He did not fall asleep, of course, that time, did he? Amen. Believe me, there will come a time for prayer in your life. No ifs and buts about it. I know this is just teaching. It's not really preaching, but it's good stuff that we need. We need somehow somebody's got to jog you. Somebody's got to get a hold of you. Something's got to be said so you understand that not praying is not okay. That we've got to work at every one of these prayer levels except lack of prayer. Amen. Let's go to the last one tonight that I'll be be covering, and this one I think is important. It's called renewal prayer. Ephesians 4. Somebody will get that, 22 through 24. Renewing. Renewing my mind. Renewing my heart. Renewing my purpose and the way that I'm walking. He's going to get that and read it for me. In my behavior, what does it say there? Yeah, put off concerning the former conversation, the old man. The conversation, your manner of life, which, your lifestyle,
2: which is corrupt according to the deceitful lust, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind. And
3: be renewed where? In the spirit, spirit of your, of your mind. mind. Hold on. The only way that's going to happen. Listen to me. The only way you can put off. Your old man, your old woman, the old life, the old conversation is through prayer. And the only way I'm going to renew my mind day by day, my inner man day by day, is through prayer. That's the only way. In that you
2: put on the new man,
3: which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. Wow. Renewing conversation my behavior deceitful lust is just a deception what is lust It's longing for what is forbidden and if I'm not praying listen to me church if I don't have a consistent prayer life it won't be long till my mind will begin to revert back and I really will have forgotten or misplaced what is forbidden I've got to be renewed or reformed, transformed is a better word. My will, the mind, my will. In other words, when I'm praying, it's not my will, it's thine will. Even the man Christ Jesus prayed the same prayer. What if he wasn't a man of prayer in his humanity? No telling what would have taken place, but he was. Consistent prayer. Consistent prayer. And when he faced the enemy, he didn't have to fear, and he didn't have to pray. Because he had already prayed. He tried to give that point to Peter. Peter, Satan wants you. Wants to sift you like wheat. But I pray for thee. When they are converted, strengthen thy brethren. Peter became a man of prayer. He went to the temple to pray. He was on the rooftop praying when he saw the vision that brought in the Gentiles. What if he wasn't a man of prayer? How many visions have you missed? How many devils have walked all over you and your family? Because you had not prayed. Listen to me, church, please. The devil doesn't know my thoughts, but he knows if I'm a praying man or not. He said this, Jesus, I know. Why did he know him? No, because he was a praying man. Paul, I know. But who are you? You're out here trying to exercise us, and you hadn't even prayed. You don't even have the truth. You don't even know who you're praying to. Who do you think you are? You begin to pray, and the devil will say, I know that one. Because I hear him every morning. I hear them every morning. I hear them every night. I hear them during the day. I hear them when they're in their automobile. I hear them when they're out doing this, praying and seeking God. I'm going to tell you, the devil don't know me by what I wear. He knows me by how I pray. Did they mess Jesus did they mess I want you to think about what I'm saying here God has brought me into something did they mess with the Apostle Paul they couldn't kill him because he already died let one or twice and come back he was already shipwrecked persecuted beaten he even prayed at midnight those devils knew he's like a job there's nothing we can do to that man he's a praying man We might as well go and find someone else who's living among the tomb, dead inside. No prayer life. No praising. No worshiping. Uh, Hey, we'll just go and mess with them and we'll torment them. I'm going to tell you right now, I remember it wasn't long ago, several years ago, when a spirit came in our house on Laramore. And that spirit, my wife heard it. That spirit was tormented being there because we were praying and seeking God. He finally said, and she heard it, Let me out of this place. I want to leave. Early in my ministry in the Dallas area, I was preaching, and a man came that was possessed of a devil. And I began to pray and quote scriptures, and all that devil could say was, shut him up. Shut him up. That's what the devil wants. Do you understand? He don't want you praying. He don't want even to have you need praying. Because if you start praying, if you start praying and you start seeing the result, you're going to want to pray. It's called a
4: lifestyle.
3: So the devil just ended up spitting in my face, and I kept on praying. Listen, you got to pray. When you don't feel like it, pray. When you feel like it, pray. When you don't have a need, pray. When you have a need, pray. Believe me, we've got to be in right standing with God. Now, in the weeks ahead, depending on how God will move, we'll cover the other levels. Remember this Wednesday. This Wednesday, we're going to worship the Lord, and then we're going to clean, preparing for our conference. Is it this Wednesday or next Wednesday? Next Wednesday. It's next Wednesday. So that Wednesday, the 5th of October, the 5th of October, not this coming Wednesday. I was a week ahead, but the 5th of October, we're going to clean, so come prepared for that, okay? The Lord bless you tonight. The Lord keep you. If anything that I've said tonight will help you to understand the importance of, of praying every single day, every day. Remember, we start our fast, no desserts, tomorrow. So if you're going to eat one, tonight's the night. No meat. So if you're going to get a burger, tonight's the night. I hope that you will join in with the fast. I know it's tough sometimes, but it's important. And prayer will be Friday night at 7. The Lord bless you tonight.